Come on. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um, I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. LE2B. Rate and review this podcast. Join our Patreon at Last Exit to Brooklyn and buy Silk City Hot Sauce. That's our sponsor. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the promo code Brooklyn and you get 15% off. Um, so we have a guest, uh, uh, one of the sh- show favorites. Returning uh, guest. Returning guest. Returning guest. Returning favorite. Returning champion. Um, he's a uh, comedian and a writer. He's appeared on uh, TBS and uh, he wrote for The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien. The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Um, give it up for Josh Comers. Yes, yes. Josh Comers of TBS, folks. That's right, right? Weren't you on TBS? Sure. Yeah. Were you impressed that I got that? No, I'm very impressed. That's that's good. Um, so um, now, for anyone who's under like 20 years old, tell tell people what TBS is. People might oh, not know. What TBS is a great network. That, uh, <laughs> remember they used to show wrestling like really early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that true? Yeah, yeah, they showed they showed like oh you remember. I remember when they when they when they showed Braves games, but it was like no, it was wrestling, but it wasn't like what was WWF at the time. Now it's WWE. It wasn't that. It was in one of the other leagues. And I swear to God, now that I think about it, I think it was in a studio. I think the matches were in a studio because you heard everything and you rarely heard any reaction. Well, TBS was um so Ted Turner started it right yeah was, I I think it, yeah. they would show Braves games and I think the wrestling he's talking about was like they would have these Southern wrestling leagues that they might have just before yeah. I think they all merged at one point to become the WWE but that was I think the like the wrestling they used maybe to they do. were N- NWA related <laughs> yeah, I think do you like remember when, when it first started in the eighties TBS. Yeah, I kind of do because I think I was a wrestling fan, and that's why I remember it for that. Do you? What I remember from it is um, they would play Brady Bunch reruns, like but like three in a row, and that right. was kind of unheard of. And and they would do this thing that was unheard of, where um, they would be like, they tell you what was going to be on like for the next hour and a half. Like they'd be like right now oh. the Brady bunch. And then at three 30, the Brady, Brady bunch, bunch again, again. <laughs> and at four, you know, Beverly. And like, that was like unprecedented. Like to me, that was a huge thing to be like, Oh my God. Like, I know that it's going to be, what's going to be on in like an hour, you know, was it because right. this is before they had, like you had to buy TV Guide to know that. You right. know what I mean? And right. you remember when Ted Turner was kind of the shit? Like he was eighties or something. Wait, your your mic kind of got messed up or went mute. And Ted um, Turner Sorry. So also he was kind of the man because he was uh, married to Jane Fonda at the time. Yeah. She had become really uh, like hot and big because of the uh, aerobics craze, the Jane Fonda workout. Yeah, sure I, I, read I read some article that. about him that he went insane recently. I don't know why. If it's is he because, still alive? He's still around? I, I thought I read something. I'll look. He's it up. one of those like he could be dead for twenty years or like just still alive. There's so many people that I'm like, like. Well, this is a good segue, but um, you know the Oscars when they have the in memoriam, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like interesting because you're like, oh, like um, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> or I thought they died. Um, so right, the first thing I want to talk about is um, so the, you know the big news is that uh, I guess Bruce Willis was diagnosed with aphasia that's a um, 
Like, is that like, that's a condition where you, you're, you decline cognitively, where you can't really function. Your brain is slow. Is that basically what it is? You can't really talk very well. Well, I mean, I guess in a broad sense, that's, that's probably true-ish. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, what am I, a doctor? I think it's has something to do with like language, uh, effectively communicating and maybe processing. I, I, you know. And so apparently this has been going on for years, his decline and no one has, you know, no, they, people were hiding it, I guess. But so what's well, yeah. interesting, what's interesting. So, I, and I thought of it, so you were on our podcast about four years ago, cause you had, you know, you write for those comedy central roasts a lot. Right. And um, you had just done the Bruce Willis roast. And I remember you made a comment that when you were doing it, you, when you first, we're talking to him. I guess you all kind of meet with him that you you were, weren't sure if he was going to be able to do it because he seemed sort of like he was having trouble communicating, right? Yeah, it's 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 so it's so weird to have his news come out because I think everyone who worked with him kind of knew something was off, and I and I imagine this was in two thousand. 18 or something right okay, so not that yeah. long ago really not that yeah, long ago. i don't know but but in 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 the life of like a a disease like that i, I mean again i don't know anything about disease but like you know it's not going to get better i would think it, it, and yeah. it, it has it's gotten worse in fact one of the directors who refused to work with who said i can't i'm not going to work with them again um they kind of scammed him they said because he made a movie with them during the last four years as director and then they called him and they wanted to do another, they wanted him to direct another movie. He said, this is Bruce's handlers, I guess. And uh, he, he said, well, how is Bruce doing? And they said, oh, he's much better, much better. But then he got on the set and the guy's like, he was worse. Really? Which of course he was. You don't get better when you're at one of those, you know, something like that, unless it was like a miracle. Yeah, his brain part. completely healed. <laughs> yeah, like grandpa's got Alzheimer's. Uh, how's he doing? Oh, he's he's getting better. He's now he's remembering <laughs> grandkids' names and no he turned a hundred. He's worse. better. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's not how getting older works. So yeah, so uh, it's kind of okay. It, it, now I now I kind of see things more clearly. So that when you so when you said that, so had you like had you. How does it work with those? Do you like all kind of meet with the person or well, like? It, it depends on the person. Like Alec Baldwin didn't even show up to the last minute, but he was, he was terrific. Um, did, did he shoot? Did he shoot anybody when you were there? Uh, no, he was, this is, this is his pre-shooting days. Yeah. This is before he was uh, um, shooting on sets. Which uh, is funny. Cause they say Bruce Willis for the last like five years was like handling guns on sets oh, and like shooting them. Like, oh, you know, really? Oh, that actually like, happened. Yeah. That's oh, another God. thing that happened. He shot a blank and everyone's like, everyone was pretty rattled by it like yeah so he's he hasn't been well for a while but um okay so, so, yeah, so, 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 so anyway but, but a lot of times like the, the the main person who's being roasted comes in and talks to you uh about you know maybe you present him with a script or kind of a framework how things the rebuttal would would go and some other thematic things for the night and bruce came in and uh he was perfectly nice he he shook, there was like maybe a dozen writers in the room. He walked around the entire room and shook everybody's hand, looked them in the eye. I was like, oh, that's pretty nice of him, you know. Um, 
then again, Justin Bieber also did that. So yeah, <laughs> I like <we're, laughs> I guess anybody can go around shaking hands. Yeah, we like to give fun. people points for acting human. You know, I know. I was gonna say, people. Whenever celebrities yeah. act normal, everyone's like, "Can you believe this? Punch <laughs> me in the face!" Agreed to hold. He agreed to hold my hand for. Uh, he actually <laughs> touched me, and I was like, disgusted. I know. He also I probably know. didn't know where he was. That's why I'll tell uh, everybody he's a he was a great guy. I told you that. He called everybody Alan Rickman in the room. That's why he. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, so, so what was it about him? Was he speaking really slowly or do you seem to not be well, when he, processing? When he, when he did the read through, when he read through the script, um, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, the reading was, was slower and I was like, you know, no one reacted, you know, in, in a big way. And I don't even know if some other people, everyone felt or, or saw what I was seeing because I felt like I was crazy. Um, can, can I ask a question? So, like, uh, we've had you on this show. We had Lampanelli a couple of months ago on there. She was talking about her roasts of Trump, and mm-hmm. uh, I know I I was explaining to you how I think how you were saying that a lot of guys always have like something off limits. What did he yeah. have that, that was off limits? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Uh, his uh, brain disease? No, <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember Bruce having anything off limits. I mean, you know, you, you were, we were able to also, does he have anything that's like, oh no, you know, I don't like, think so. I was yeah. thing is like, on bonfire of the vanities, oh, yeah, nothing like, I don't <laughs> think there's anything. He, he was a Republican, I know that sort of not like hardcore though. Oh, I mean, I wonder if that was something we were supposed to not talk about i i, I don't i don't recall did anything. anyone did anyone like afterwards did you talk to any of the other writers and did they mention anything like that they noticed it or no um i'm sure i did my memory's not so great either yeah but uh <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's contagious yeah yeah <laughs> you know so like I, yeah i'm sure i was like uh did anybody else see that well like that was like this guy because you know bruce willis is you know we all think of him like he's this kind of every guy every every day action hero right mm-hmm. and he's always quick with the one-liners he was funny and charming that was his, his right he was he was always known as being quick off the cuff that was yeah. like from day one like moonlighting he was always yeah. like the guy with like the funny comments so right it is kind of a bummer like it's kind of like a celebrity death but not he's not dead so you and know, I, yeah you, those diehard movies i mean they've gotten progressively worse but i still love them all maybe the last yeah, the last, you, last one was horrendous think- you but. think they're bad? Go go watch any of the twenty two films he made in the last forty years. So here's the <laughs> weird part. So here's the weird part. So I have this thing where I I was you know working this roast and I saw like this um, mysterious decline, I guess, right? Um, but he you know he got his stuff out, and I I know there were a few lines he delivered or he he didn't deliver right, and I was confused by that. I'm like they were like I don't remember exactly the lines, but they were like catchphrases from Die Hard. So. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm expecting to remember, you know, you know, he might not be the biggest Bruce Willis fan, memorize all the stuff, but it just seemed like some of the lines weren't delivered right. It was kind of obvious the way they should have been delivered. What did he but, say, like Yippee Kaye, Mama Papa, or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kippy Ia, Mother <laughs> Crocker. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna do some lines for my movies. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're now we're singing. Wait a minute, Bruce. Well, so anyway, um, what the fuck was I saying, Bruce Willis? Well, you were saying so he 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 started doing these horrible movies in the last like twenty, oh. in the last like four or five years. He's yeah, yeah I yeah. noticed that he started doing movies that like I would see like. I like on streaming that I was like, what is, I've never heard of this movie. When did this come out? Um, you got to go look at the, his IMDb page. It's like everything, like, you know, uh, Sin Road and, you know. Uh, Sin Road like, was good. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's all these, look at Look at this IMDb. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up right now. You, You're right. They're all generic titles. Yeah, usually when guys do that, like the Nicolas Cage thing where they're, um, uh they're they're they have some money that they need to raise or tax bill i don't know maybe he knew he was sick and he needed money so he would just take any role i I, that's that's to me the burning question right like was he was was he being puppeted basically or was he like yes i want to just keep working and he knew he knew enough so maybe some of his acting instincts um kicked in when it might not you know, he could yeah. do things. Well, he, but they um, also started cutting all his parts down in these movies to like a page um, or a few lines. So, you know, he's on, they got him on the cover of the, you know, whatever. A good indication Post- is the, the, the latest Die Hard movie they're making is called Live Soft. Uh, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's that just be... him laying down on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I'm gonna, live, soft I'm with read- a, live Soft with a Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here I'm going to name some of his movies and literally he has like 12 movies in 2020. Um, so it's like, he became like a porn star. That's like porn numbers of movies. Right. So, so I, I mean, maybe he was in porn. It's possible, but but isn't this like, isn't this, the whole thing kind of reached him. It's like kind of a shady, um, I I mean, maybe it's not, but it just seems like, well, with it. Why yeah. is he? Why is he making movies? Maybe someone like you're saying. Maybe you're trying to say like someone manipulated him. You know. Also, uh, movies where he has to maybe. do things like run around and like shoot at people and stuff. You know, like it, the the fact that he was still doing like. So here here are some of them. All right, ten minutes gone. Ooh, that, that just sounds, sounds like all right. And then trauma center survive yeah. the night. That sounds like a TV. It sounds like a TV called, show. Should be called ninety minutes gone right now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go. You see the movie. And they just there's no ending. <laughs> we said there were ten minutes gone. <laughs> we didn't film the last ten pages. Hard. All right. So this is when it gets ridiculous. Like they're not even trying to come up with a hard kill. Yeah. <laughs> um, cosmic, cosmic sin. Is that one you said? I think I said sin road or something. <laughs> Hard, hard kill sounds like an early '90s Jean Claude Van Damme movie. You know, and there's, if, he, if they let him keep making the movies, he'd be like, "Kill hard," and, <laughs> and it, like they just switch the names a little bit. Harder kill, sin, um, sin a, kill, a day to die, which I don't think is even a <laughs> diehard movie. What so about, this can, one's pretty un, unimaginative. Die schmard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Now you're just obviously trying to think. <laughs> Shmai Schmard? Jesus, I don't even try. So it's, it's, he should have done what she, he should have done, which is what a lot of people try to do, is like eventually move out of the action roles into like just normal acting parts. Like you're just doing like dramas, but I guess I, those didn't take. I did read. I did read like one where he was playing like in a tech executive whose daughter got kidnapped or some shit. So maybe in some movies he wasn't like, you know, walking on glass or something. Yeah. But, but I'm, uh, I'm looking at the list of his all time greats. You got Die Hard, you got Pulp Fiction, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Unbreakable. That's pretty ironic now. <laughs> he just, he, I heard he's making a movie now called Extremely Breakable. <laughs> Sorry, I, Wait, like, did you ever see this movie? Uh, it was a Zemeckis movie, Death Becomes Her, which is kind of like a dark movie that was like a bomb, but it's just actually pretty kind of an innovative. Do you ever see it? I, I, I haven't, but I remember like I, I mean, saw it. It's it's like that. It was like a comedy, he, you know, because during his career, he would kind of like throw in some sort of comedies. Did well, that's kind of what the weird comedy. thing about him. Do you remember when he started? He was like a comedy guy. He was oh, almost yeah. like a goofy comedy guy. And but he was. He, I mean, that was his character. He was. Yeah. yeah. His, his, birth, his, his first big movie, I think, was that movie called, was it Blind Date? Yeah, Blind Date, which is yeah. just like a, sla- a screwball comedy where he's yeah. just kind of like running around and falling. But like then Die Hard came out and made him like this action star. Um, you, I guess know, it's you, you know the whole thing about Die Hard. You know it was from a series of books, and they actually uh, had uh, I think they turned one of them into a movie. The character that he's supposed to play, and you know who the actor was. It was made in the sixties. Who was it? Frank Sinatra. What movie was? What was it? It was just a B movie, and it was completely different. But it was. It was the, the the character, though. It was a series of books that this guy had, I think. And it wasn't like an action thing. No, it was, but he was like Detective John McClane or whatever. And it was he just, seems like he'd be good for that. For but I read something where they said that. Welcome to the party, Toots. <laughs> there was something in his in the contract that said that when they decided to make Die Hard years later, that for some reason they had to ask Sinatra. He had like the first right of refusal. Like he could have taken that role as in Die Hard when he was like in the seventies. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he turned it down obviously, but you know, you know, I ain't, I ain't climbing no building stepping on glass, baby. You know, well at that point too, he wasn't, he kind of out of the like movie business. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. It was like a courtesy thing, but I think it was something in a contract where they had to at least ask him and they knew it was going to be no, so and when you so when they filmed the actual roast, were you there with the Bruce yeah. Wallace roast? Yeah, yeah. Did did you notice anything? Like, did he seem? Did you notice it then when he was doing well, this? I mean, no. I mean, it, it's just what I to clarify. What I noticed was just a a a slower read. It was just a slower read, you know. And that was and I'm like, well, I was I thought this guy would like kind of act it out, and it was just. Yeah, and and he, you know he read as you saw very deliberately. Hey, when it wasn't play, anything else, like he was laughing at his own jokes, you know. And you, 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 know, want, and, you want to play a clip? Let's see if I I think I have this. Sure. Let's hear. I can't wait to hear that. All right, all right. I got it's on mute. Your lines in the car on the way to the set. You don't, but you could. That's he sounds pretty good there. Fight Club was the perfect movie for you. Who doesn't want to watch Ed Norton get punched in the face for about 90 minutes? 
I love you, I do. But you do have a rep in this town for being, you know, hard to work with. Norton's rubbed more people the wrong way than Harvey Weinstein. Oh, uh, you hear it there. You hear it there. Yeah, you do. I mean, yeah. we know now, so we're thinking of it more. But even then, he kind of like, I just thought he would deliver differently. Right? Yeah. Because, um, you yeah, couldn't he... tell until he started doing the Harvey Weinstein joke. And then he was like, he was he was having no. problems with it. Yeah, he does. Like, you can that tell the mine, time. By the way. Wait, wait, wait. That was my joke. OK. Continue. Was it really? Yeah. Look at you. Nice. Um, Look at me. Um, Look at what I've become. Anyway. But uh, I, I um, yeah, because he's like missing his um, good yeah, joke, he, by the way. He usually has like a uh, he had something behind his zing before a little bit. Like, right, right. It does feel very like he's kind of which is, you know, first of all, that's amazing. He was able to do that. It's got to be terrifying just to do a roast in general because it's not really his forte. And then to get up there when you can't really like you're you're not really functioning that well. That's got to be even more terrifying to. Um, yeah. And and you and that, and that joke you got on. Uh, did you give him any others that he used? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a couple. The one you you came in on. That was one. That oh, he the- laughed at in the room. It took him a second to get, but it was like he was talking to Jeff Ross. He's like, "How many, how many of these have you done? You know, Jeff, you can't, can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect to be successful." I mean, I did, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then, and, and then, then he said, "Maybe there are a couple more," but then he said, "Dennis Rodman." Um, something about how do you? Kim Jong wouldn't communicate when neither of you speak English or something like that. <laughs> That's good. So what what you know are, do they have any roasts coming up? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I hope aren't I they doing out. I heard they're setting aren't you working on the Jada Pinkett roast? Right. Oh my god. Honestly, that when that shit went down, I'm like, I almost emailed the producer because I thought, wow, like Will Smith, you gotta get Will Smith. Yeah. You know, because there's always, there's always, even though I think it's lost on most people, there's always like someone needs to redeem themselves in some way, or not always, but often. Like that's what Bieber did it. He's like, yeah, yeah I can laugh at myself, right? Um, yeah, so that get- that's actually a really good idea. He should do that. Or the or Putin too needs to do one. <laughs> Putin, yeah, but I don't know that he could. I think he'd get up and slap people. Um, well, because, you know, people are, you know, the joke people were going to was like, oh, well, the Will Smith roast. But actually, the Will Smith roast, I think he would have more of a sense of humor. But the Jada Pinkett one is the one that he would get upset at. Um, yeah, but then he can't. But, but you want But now that he's done this, all you want to do is get do jokes about Jada that would mess with him. You know, that would. Yeah, totally. No, I, yeah. I know. I think. Um, Plus, he's the one who looks really bad in all this. I mean, she just gave him some side eye, but he looks like a fucking. No, no I just mean like right. it seems that's what seems to get him worked up is the Jada Pinkett right. joke. Yeah. Right. Um, but not, so not, when it, what, not guys fucking her. He's cool with that, though. So th- <laughs> so that's what, so so I want to ask they, you about they have, that. They haven't listen. They have an open fist relationship. So <laughs> that's the first right. one. First roast yeah. joke. Let's that's just do it first. here. Yeah, we should. We should just uh, we should do that. We have like one of the writers of the roast. Like we should. You do think our you own. can get all we need is Will Smith. You know, you know uh, as, yeah. I was they were, I was watching one of the old rows, not or when Chris Rock was hitting him like in 2016, I think, or something like that. That was where uh-huh. it kind of started. 
And I, I forgot the joke, but it was something about being in the movie Wild Wild West, which was really funny because that's a really good reference because that movie, that movie right. almost tanked his career. Right. Yeah. No, I think I read that joke because the people were going back and being like, it is dates back to, uh, you know, 1998. Like, <laughs> like, you know, the guy does fucking monologues at award shows. He hits big name people. Yeah. And Will Smith is a big name person. I mean, maybe there's something personal, but I, I, I've yet to see it. You can take a million people. Like you can you can look at any comic that does monologue jokes, uh, you know, I say a monologue and it Chris Rock will hit a little harder, certainly, but like, you know, that's what happens. Everyone gets everyone well, gets what do you well what do you, first of all, what do you think of that joke that, oh, that started t- all this? It was a it was a it was a shitty joke. It was a yeah. throwaway. Yeah, it's he, a bad joke. You know, but he said but G.I. Jane a few a years ago was like it was like a callback because he said it a few years ago. Oh, he did? He said that exact joke. That's why he said G.I. Jane too, because let Years back, he said G.I. Jane. That's why people don't remember that part. He said that before, and then he went back to it. So that my most attention uh, G.I. Jane has gotten. You had a joke with a sequel? What do you say? I know. Of course, the sequel joke was shittier than the original one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where it might have been like Will Smith might have thought like, okay, you did this before. You're picking on her. So he might have been trolling him. You don't really know yet. You don't yeah, know. But, There's, okay. There may be a little more to this. Thing I just think it's funny guy. that the whole thing that tipped this off that ruined someone's basically this guy like put his whole career and his family's you know careers in jeopardy is basically like what started it was like the the level of like uh, your mama joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't even like a good joke that he got so. But what I think is like that. It, I mean, clearly. It wasn't just that joke. It was like this whole culmination of everything. It, it was almost interesting to watch. It was almost like a culmination of Will Smith's entire persona and like uh, public perception and life coming to a head in one moment. You know what I mean? It just yeah. happened to be with this person and with this one stupid. But it's like that with a lot of th- it's kind of it, it's similar to like a relationship that ends after like someone like doesn't put the milk in the refrigerator. It's not about the milk in the refrigerator. <laughs> right, it's about right. like things that have been going on for 10 years. Right. Like that, but wow. I, I expect that there, there's truth to that. Certainly. Like he just had a boiling point. There's shit going on with him. It might not have been even Chris rocks antagonizing him, but I also think it was kind of a performance. It, like he, you know, he laughed at first. And maybe he didn't even hear the joke. You're just there, you're laughing, you're, uh, you know, you didn't process it. But I mean, to go up there, to me, that just seems like I'm a macho guy and I'll show you. It, it, mm. it seems like there's there's performance element to it. Well, I right? think that's just, true. I went into, I don't even know what happened. I just went into a well, there, there, Apparently, though, like, there's. He could have changed his mind with every step to that stage. No, but they, there's some footage that's not there. Apparently, that you see the footage of him laughing. We're going over this like it's the Zapruder tape. Zapruder <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, need, well, back the two guys in the grass. <laughs> the face that they made. <laughs> she he laughs a beat later. She gives him the side eye, a side eye. Apparently, yeah. there is footage of what happened in between and no one has seen it yet. They have every angle. So she might have said, get him. I don't know. I, what, I actually you know? think Lee Harvey Oswald laughed. <laughs> maybe like maybe like a boxing coach came in and massaged his shoulders and like threw a towel around. I do want, but this is true. I've heard this on the internet that there's like a three because it's weird because like you see him laugh in the side eye and then it cuts to Chris Rock and there's about a five to six second lapse before Chris yeah. Rock has the reaction to him coming up on stage and. um 
I I would like to see what yeah. the what, the thing that the, the the thing that I think is still possibly be there. What could possibly? I don't know. Not not. I don't think Jada saying saying something to him. Maybe maybe that. <laughs> Um, I think, um, well, first of all, what I was saying even before we start was like, this has made me more interested in Will Smith as a persona, because like, I always like Will Smith was always someone who was around and I feel like I liked him always, but I never was like, oh, my God, I love Will Smith. But I always was like, yeah, I like Will Smith. And but I started listening to his autobiography, Will. And it's interesting if you go back because it it's all everything leading up to this, all the clues are in there. It's like, oh, really? He says over and over, um, I felt like a coward my whole life because I had this thing where I would watch my dad hit my mom oh, and right, I felt like right. I never protected her. And I remember my whole life I've had this complex of yeah. being a coward and not protecting women. Um, and then the whole thing about his marriage, like, like um, he always felt like he wasn't hard enough for Jay to pay it because she was like she had a big thing with Tupac. They were best friends and he always felt like inferior to Tupac Shakur oh. because he felt like he was a soft rapper. And so I think what when you listen to it, it's very like, you know what? I've been emasculated. I've been called soft. Because he started out as like the jokey rapper when like gangster rap was big. So he was I know, always kind of made fun of. Well, and if he didn't get Fresh Prince, forget about it. I mean, you think about all the goofy rappers from the 80s that have completely disappeared, you know? I mean, he's basically the fat boys, but with an Oscar. So, well, I, would, <laughs> I, I feel like the fat boys that. got like, robbed of their Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> into an acting career that's pretty incredible. And, you know, I, by the way, I've only seen one Will Smith movie. That's what this made me realize. I've seen one film. No, you which one? Before. Just one. Which Ollie, one? Wild Wild West? Ollie, Ollie in the theater once. That was it. Never I, saw Men in Black, none of that shit. My, oh, Men in, my all-time favorite Will Smith movie is actually, it, it wasn't a huge hit, but it's a great movie, is Enemy of the State. Have you ever seen that movie? I just told you I saw one movie. <laughs> well, you maybe, maybe you, see, maybe, uh, maybe you forgot Black he was too? in it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're testing my memory? I want to say one thing, because this last week or so at the comedy clubs, before the shows, some of the people have been giving announcements and they're oh, yeah? going, and it's so it's so ridiculous because they go, uh, listen, uh, you can't attack the comedians. You can't slap them. Uh, you will be pulled out by security. Now, two things. In it's that. the Oscars, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two things Save about for the Oscars, buddy. <laughs> Take that shit to the Oscars. But but two things about that. A lot of times there really is no security. Forget about that. Yeah, but the yeah. second, the second thing on. is, if you're you, yeah, usually, if, usually the security is egging them on. Like, <laughs> get him, get him. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're sitting in the front row, like Will Smith is, even if there is security, they're not standing in front of the stage like Secret Service, like with their arms folded. Yeah. So if you want to slap a comedian and you're you're in the front row, you can slap a comedian every fucking time, every time. Because yeah. it's it can't be stopped, and they go, well, you'll get thrown out. But I think you know if you slap a comedian, you're going to be thrown out. Yeah. So well, here's the thing: that, that, <laughs> this is you're getting at what what really bothered me about it, and le- left me with a bad feeling. Is is okay? You know, they're they're trying to make this personal. They're going back and being like, oh, what what happened? What joke did he tell in in you know 2008? You know, at, at the at the uh, Golden Globes about Jada, like like. But take all that bullshit away because they want to make a story about it. There's a guy. There's a guy out there telling a fucking joke. Yeah. He's and it what it was a bad joke. It wasn't even a hard joke, and it was a joke. And you know, it's just like 
does this normalize that? We're such a violent country. So now we got, oh, comedians now have to like, you know, bite their lip and not tell certain, is this joke too rough? I mean, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. And, you know, it was a shitty joke. And if she, you know, she has that uh, thing and uh, that's, you know. I do, I do think it would go after her, you know, knowing that, but. I also don't believe he didn't know that. I've been hearing things in the press where they're like, oh, he didn't know it. I'm like, but I knew that. Like, I feel like, and I'm not like, I don't follow Jada Pinkett, like, in her life, but I feel like Chris Rock, like, probably does follow certain things in pop culture to make jokes about, you know what I mean? If he's getting ready, I I feel like it was, it it was a thing that seemed out there and ubiquitous in, because the weird thing about, what's annoying about the Smiths is that, you know, they get mad when people make fun of them, but their whole thing is like putting out everything that happens to them at everyone's face. And it's kind of like, if you're going to throw it out to everyone so that we're like, we have to hear it, then like, you can't be mad when people are making your whole, your whole existence is like showing everything that happens in your life. So what I think is that they were anticipating him going after the thing that everyone goes after, which is, you know, the open relationship and her fucking the other guy. So I think he was like already kind of like revved up waiting for it. And then when really, I don't think so. I don't think that's even rock would do a joke like that at the Oscars. Cause that's a little harder hitting and a little touchier, I think. So I don't like, I don't think rock was trying to antagonize him. And, and I don't know, like, I, but, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you would do a joke about that at the Oscars. I think I, if Rock was presented with a good joke or thought of a good joke, I don't know that he'd do that kind of joke. Wow. I also don't, know, I don't, I also don't know that a million people know about it. Yeah, yeah, but they did kind of make someone. But you know, you, you also know he ad libbed it. He ad libbed it. You know that 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 you know you probably know that stuff where these jokes get approved and yeah. stuff ahead of time. This no, they said it was ad libbed. He ad libbed. I mean, it was just such a throwaway. Maybe yeah. he had the thought before and he just. Whatever, you know, like, you know, if he has writers, which I'm sure for this, he probably does, you know, uh, you know, people throw jokes at you, pitch you jokes and, you know, you, you know, Chris Rock or whoever's, you know, going to tell the jokes absorbs and maybe he doesn't pick that one, but it's in his back pocket and maybe he just, you know. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. was. But I, I do think when remember the part, there's a moment where he goes, oh, man, I could. And then he, he stops himself, like kind of like and I, I almost guarantee it sounds like he's saying like. Oh man, I could say so many things right now. Chris Rock, he says it, and what? I and I was what? When does he say that? He says it after the slap. He goes, "Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me," and then he goes, "Dude, it was a GI Jane joke." And then he's like, "Keep my wife's name out of your mouth." He goes, "I'm going to," and then he goes, oh, "I could." Uh, oh, Chris Rock says that. Yeah, yeah, he, he goes, "I could," and he, and I, I, I mean, I, I almost oh. guarantee he was like, "I could say so many things," and I, I guarantee you, that he has so many. Jane oh yeah, emasculating Will well, Smith jokes. By, yeah. by the way, or Will Smith is gay jokes, or Will Smith is whatever jokes, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's going to slander. I don't think he's going to like slander like uh, Will Smith. I mean, I don't think there's. I don't know. Is that a rumor? I don't know. But... No, no. I just mean I think he had a lot of jokes. He he was like, I could say so many right. jokes that I have right now. But, right. but Matt, but I think it would have been funny if it had just turned into a ten minute roast of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett right then because <laughs> he can't keep coming up and punching him in the face. I think <laughs> would have been great. Rock is gonna. I mean, like I think it's. I think it's not gonna be surprising when Rock spins this into gold. Uh, oh. It's just weird, it, but it kind of sucks because you don't know when you know how's he going to work it out. You know, everyone wants to know like what the material is going to be. So how's he going to work? Well, the out? funniest thing is when he sold out that first that first night, and then he goes on stage. And he goes, "I'm not going to really talk about this." And all but these dude, people- that's, 
Yeah, because that will fuck you up. I mean, I, I feel I know, but that's pretty much why most realize, of the people showed up there. <laughs> this also made me realize how much I, I love Chris Rock. Um, oh, he's the best. He, for, for something like that, to keep your composure as much as he did, like is pretty impressive. Like I don't know, I don't know how how much better anyone could have like handled that. Like, and yeah. it's just the fact that it happened to him of anyone. It's like he has to be someone who's probably who who can react that well in that kind of situation. But I, but I, so I, I, I say, but I say a lot of experienced comics would do the same. And if you look at two examples of Chris Rock and Michael Richards, who was not yeah. a stand-up comic, right? And Michael Richards' whole thing was the people in the crowd who they just came in late and they were ordering drinks. You know, as as a seasoned comic, you would know, oh, they're not heckling me; they're just getting sit, getting seated. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think Michael Richards would have handled it really well. Yeah. But, you know, even Chris Rock, who probably plays some of the easiest rooms in the world, has experienced enough to know that if so- things are still always go wrong. When something goes wrong as a comic, your heart, your kind of first move is like, well, that was weird. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot of people who aren't experienced. So I think a lot of comics could have handled it that way. It is true. Because yeah. have you, Josh, have you had this where what? like. I just know that I would cry and run away. Oh, I guess that's no, what I, I know I would like. Well, first <laughs> of all, I would, I would be crying for the whole rest after, of the year. After the slap and w- while Will's walking back, you would just see my pants start to like a big wet, like, <laughs> spread. Take over. Nah, know, you'd like, be fine. What, you'd both what, be fine. What do you, th- I, sure, you I know. punched in Times Square, remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's not on anyway. stage, though. Wait, when you told that Jada Pinkett joke? Mm-hmm. Times Square? Um, I um so what have you had because like I, you know I have been you know as a comedian I have been in so many bad situations like the worst situations in the world where people just hate you and yell at you so like I will say after years and years of that when something happens you you are a lot I've noticed it in real life as being a comedian for so long when things happen in life when someone you get in a confrontation or someone yells something or says something rude to you in life like I usually handle it a lot better than I think some a normal person would. Like mm-hmm. I might have, like I feel like I have more composure and like I I could come up with something like wittier than the average person. Because when someone tries to, if something happens in real life, right? You know, you know, like something in New York where someone like insults you or something or cuts you off and in, in line or something. Like I'm usually not like thrown because I'm not like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Like there's yeah. you know, this is in public. I'm right. like, dude, I've had people scream at me that I suck, like in front of rooms full of people. I don't. Right. This is not anything. But but I also okay. So maybe a lot of people would keep their composure enough to get through introducing the nominees or whatever. But but uh, it is at the Oscars, so he gets extra points for that. Yeah, it's it's the Oscars, and yeah. it's just I, I I was just so disgusted by it. You know how like nerve, even if you're Chris Rock, you've done that so many times. Like and you're, it's like presenting somebody at the Oscars on live TV has to be one of the most nerve wracking. Yeah. I get nervous just watching the Oscars, like when they <laughs> right. come out, like when the comedians come out. I'm like, oh fuck. I get, um, well, I, get I, I want all their jokes to do well, depending who. But you know, I want Rock's jokes to do well. So mm-hmm. that there's tension there while I watch anyway. But and there were some uh, Schumer had good jokes during the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. OK, so this is what I'm worried. This is like the, the trend that I'm like kind of hating right now. So Schumer. Ha- yeah, Schumer was really funny. And then like I'm getting I'm finding this. Uh, and then the New York Post tweets uh, this headline. Amy Schumer drags Leonardo DiCaprio for dating younger women at Oscars 2022. Like, yeah. what do you mean drag? She told a fucking joke. 
Right, but that's not that's not click that that's not click that's not clickbaity though. We're not we're not changing. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Amy Schumer told a post. joke is. Uh, it is the post, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that headline elsewhere too. Uh, it's, you know, you always you ever see those. Like, those like, you're trying to stir shit up. Like, yeah, well, it's like it's like jokes. Like, it's always like that clip clickbaity stuff. Like when a comic has a title on his YouTube page, comic destroys heckler. You know, yeah. and you, you watch it, and it's like they just go, uh, "You stink." And you're like, that's that's not really well, destroyed. I love that when they have a headline for a video and like what they say in the headline doesn't happen in the video. <laughs> like they're like, this guy says something about you know that Will Smith is a homo, and then you watch it for an hour and you're like, he never went to an interview <laughs> about Iraq or so you're like, what they never said the thing. Like you can't like it's one thing if it's not as extreme as you made it sound, but if it's not even in the thing, you know what's yeah. really funny? Like, I don't know if you guys ever watch porn. Let's just say maybe you do. I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah, but sometimes in those clips, the description doesn't match what's going on there, and that's when you see the the comments. People are so mad, like, "Oh, what the hell? I thought this was supposed to be a gangbang. What the fuck? You wasted oh, oh. that's that's two minutes of my life. I'm not gonna get back." I'm like, really? But here's the thing: dude is like not a gang. <laughs> I thought you said this was his stepmom. I did research. They have no relation. He doesn't even know his dad. His, her mother is still happily married. But here's the thing: didn't own that heckler. <laughs> I, I I met this comic once who had the job. His job, side job, was to write the descriptions of of porn clips. That was oh. his job. It was really interesting. I'm just, but he said a lot of times they just wouldn't watch the video and just throw anything up. <laughs> You know, so yeah, that's uh, um, well, they're doing a disservice to men everywhere. But, um, <laughs> so, Josh, have you ever had it? Like, has anyone ever threatened you on stage, or or, or have you ha- gotten close to someone coming up on stage? Or we got punched. We should tell the punch story. I know, the but the punch thing wasn't like mm-hmm. on stage. But but I I will say that I got. I'm not going to go through the whole story. I feel like I probably told it here before, but I got I got punched after a show in Times Square, a few blocks from the show, and it was like the worst show. And at the time, that is a bad show. You get punched outside, like blocks like someone, away. Someone like walked, you know, followed me two blocks. <laughs> was it because of the show? No, 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 no. Here's no. the thing: I don't know that it was, and I don't think it was actually uh, in retrospect. But that night, I certainly thought it could have been someone from that show. When so was bad. it about no, what, what happened at the show? It was just. It was just the worst. Show. Were you there? No, I just heard about it. Yeah, it was just the it was just the worst show with the worst audience. Like no one could like get left off. It was just so like one of the women like put her feet up on the stage, like like oh, stretched that. It was it was so bad. It was so bad, and and I you know left you know. And just, what has some the guy just came just came up and sucker punched you? Yeah, yeah. I actually have a video of it because I. It was in the, where the old uh, Lehman Brothers building was, where that. Uh, oh yeah, I know that club. Forty ninth and Seventh, the NR yeah. uptown. Yeah, yeah. Some guy just he just I, I was just walking to the train and I was about to go like in the you know to the steps. Oh, what was that like? Did you did you get knocked out or what? What happened? Well, if it's funny in the video, you see me fall. You just see me go off screen for a second, and then you see me fall. Uh, you see me fall off, and then I, you know then you see me get back up. Wait, where? So where's the camera? Where did the camera come from? It's from Lehman Brothers. Like, they, oh, they uh, gave you. They I, gave I, you. I tried to. Yeah, I decided. Oh, I'll go through the motions to uh, prosecute. You know, I'm not, not going to risk. Did you that. find? Did so they find a statistic him? that? Oh, maybe Times Square isn't so disnified. Um, 
No, they never found anybody. Was that so? How traumatizing was that? I mean, like that must have had some effect. It was bad right? for Le- Lehman Brothers. We're not a business, I think. That actually it. wasn't. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't traumatized. <laughs> I've had other like people like threaten me. That was pretty scary. But uh, no, this was because it was so quick. It was like I didn't. It was just an ambush, and I I, I wasn't like I wasn't like skittish walking around town after that. I, I, you know. I was, yeah. It just happened, and it it was a bit. You know, it was a it was a pretty. He left me with a like half my face was swollen. And- I do remember because I saw you after that, and I remember like I was gonna ask, but I didn't say anything. And then I I or I heard someone else ask you, and you were like, "I'm not, I'm not explaining this anymore." And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, really? I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't ask. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Um, yeah, but I I should have because you can't. It's like you can't not notice my my face is like falling off. Um, were you? Um, so what is like on stage? Did you have have you had anything where people are like? What what's the worst experience with like a heckler or threat on stage, or have guess, you had one? I guess one uh, audience member didn't want to give me her phone number. Um, that was probably the worst. <laughs> no, no, I never. I I I I don't think I was ever. Not that I can remember ever attacked by an audience. Or like, no, really, you never had like a bad. Like you never had a bad show where someone was just they were like screaming. I'm so, I'm so mild up there. I'm like a sedative. Like no one's. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. No, one, no one's running out there like. Maybe just I just I would slow him down. I'd be like, "Hey, I got another one." I, I have heard of it happening. Like I've heard comedians tell stories about it happening, but it. I don't know that I've ever. I told what I like. I've gone off stage after an audience member before. I did that once, so I did the opposite. Oh, yeah. oh, really? I was vomited on once on stage. Projectile. How did that? What, what, how did that happen? In fairness, he was laughing. Uh, and he just fucking, you know, I was on, he was in the front row and he projectiled right on my arm, which is, he did. Uh, yeah. Arm. Yeah, yeah. He got some height. And you who know, was so that? He, David Blaine? That like <laughs> a How was he able to like get that? It was just shot right out. You're like, oh, he, what did he do? After I think that? I said something like, oh, I guess everyone doesn't like me tonight, you know? And, uh, he's like, yeah, he, he was, he was just la- He was laughing, drunk and drinking. So it wasn't like he vomited on me out of my poor performance, which, uh, you know, when someone vomits yeah. on you on stage, you still feel that way. So he's like, you were great. You know, well, you know, next time laugh, don't vomit. That's usually I, I'm not a, you know, expert. Next on time stuff. sit in the second row. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I've like kind of I think I was saying that I um, I'd become more obsessed with Will Smith after this, because like I said, he you, Will Smith kind of like. Will Smith and Bruce Willis were sort of similar. They both kind of started on, well, they started on TV as these kind of goofy guys and then they became like the biggest movie stars in the world, which is kind of an insane feat, you know? And also it was when being a movie star like meant something, you know, because that's another thing that I start hearing, like watching Will Smith and, and hearing about Bruce Willis kind of like, um, put like illustrates to me like how different things are because you know i get you know i guess it's when you when you're older you tend to get you think things have stayed the way they were when you were like like 20 years ago right and so like i kind of have a hard time being like oh yeah wait things are different like the fact that bruce willis is in a lot of action movies now that i've never fucking heard of but he Mm -hmm. was kind of like one of the i mean they're two of the biggest kind of like icons of our generation when you agree right yes absolutely so isn't it weird i think it's like getting older it's like you kind of kind of seeing them fall from grace a little bit is kind of an odd isn't that an odd feeling because then it kind of 
I think that's why people get upset about celebrity deaths and stuff because it more reflects on you and your mortality. Mm. Like the Bruce Willis thing is like, oh wow, Bruce Willis can't like be Bruce Willis anymore. That's weird because it would be one thing if he died. Like, oh, he died, but now it's like, oh, he's just alive, but not. Is that going to happen to me? Because I feel like I can already feel my mind. Like I don't remember things a lot. Have you had that? Oh, oh. Like really bad. Yes. Really. Like I'm search for words. I'm yes. Did you see that uh, last Saturday, Saturday Night Live had a funny sketch about like COVID brain, basically. Did you see yes, the sketch? I saw that. Is my brain broken yeah, is my, or something like is that? my brain broken? It's like, so a lot of people seem to have this where it's after two years of a pandemic. Is it from COVID or is it from all the times being alone? A lot of people think COVID might have done that to everybody. So we're just all fucking stupid now. Oh, really? Like it slowed us all down? Yeah, it's, it's like, a brain fog or COVID brain. Because we, we all basically... Well, even, even without have, COVID, you're saying people without COVID also? Well, they were, they, it was, the joke is that maybe that all the years in isolation caused your brain to atrophy. Um, right. But right. I, I, I believe that probably everyone has had COVID, even if they knew or not. Well, it even might, it when fucked I up your saw brain. The, when I saw that skit, it actually kind of made me feel a little bit better because I was like, oh, maybe it's not just me because yeah. maybe this is a thing that's happening. Because I do, I was like, wow, I feel like there's times where I'm just like, this has happened to me with um, with Stephen Hawking like five times in the last year where like I'll be like, I, I, I had a joke about Stephen Hawking. It doesn't happen on stage when I'm talking about like, Right. The guy who won the Oscar for wit playing Stephen Hawking. And I'm like, why do you win an Oscar? Like he's just sitting in a chair the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I've I've had it like five times where I've been like, oh yeah, you know, remember like that movie about um, you know, uh and I just <laughs> never can find the name. And then, then it just kind yeah. of oddly, it just awkwardly, you know, you ever, ends. You ever find yourself substituting like a word, a specific word that you you're failing to remember with thing and then you say thing twice in a sentence hey do the thing for the that thing <laughs> if you just yeah. do the thing with the thing you're gonna get the, the same thing you're like that yeah, I do. I feel like I did that already, like in my life. Like I, I already would 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 struggle to find, you know, complex words to describe things, but now it's just getting even harder. Cause I, I have had it and I'm like, is it because I'm it must be because I'm getting older and I do like <laughs> I have smoked weed in my life a decent amount, um, but you know it, I have I've noticed it. Like I'm like fuck, this is so weird. I can't like talk or something. But I watched this one guy. Do you know this guy? Um, he was a uh, he's like on TV. Steve Steven Steve Schmidt. You know him? He was a campaign aide. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He the was what, what? What do you Harrelson played in that movie? Um, Game Change or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, he when he talks, his vocabulary is ridiculous. Like he'll just use all these fifty cent words, and I'm like, I'm looking at him, like, I mean, how did this guy do? I don't even think he was went to Ivy League. I'm like, some people can just do that stuff. He so sounds like he's from Philly. I don't know where he's from. But... Yeah, he's got that kind of accent. But yeah. he, does. he you... always he always looks really mad too. Well, yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he, does, really he mad. does. He flows. He really. No one knows who we're talking. He about. does. I actually, I, I, when I was watching the news a lot during the Trump administration, I did notice I was using a lot of their words. Like I was learning a lot of words to use the, because they have these kind of like, uh, these words that kind of make their way into the lexicon and are kind of like zeitgeisty words like um, right. 
foment was a big one oh, that they started to use <laughs> after uh, January 6th. And I, you know, like everyone was like, they fomented the insurrection. And, and then um, hy- hyperbolic was a big one I started right. using and uh, oh, ideology and things like that. I did, I did find my, I was watching news to get oh, my so vocabulary. What and I do remember using a couple of the words in the conversation, and someone made a comment. They were like, "Wow, you you sound smart." <laughs> well, I and I, I was like, "Thanks, Bruce Willis." <laughs> you do absorb. I mean, when you're reading books and stuff, you do absorb book, you absorb language, and you start using words, and you surprise yourself, right? Not that we read books, but just saying. Oh God, yeah, remember that phenomenon. Yeah, but do you think that, you know, I've noticed a lot of comedians that are really smart comedians that are really good usually are doing that thing you were saying where when you were saying using the word thing twice, where they're explaining a concept that maybe is an intelligent, unique take on something, but they're the way they're conveying it is in very simplistic terms. Like, I almost feel like that's what made like a lot of certain comedians made them really funny, like Norm MacDonald or Louis C.K. was like the king of he's really smart. He has really unique takes, but his language seems very simplistic and not right, sophisticated. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, be well, like that's you know, good I for, went to that thing. Good. And yeah, like, but that's yeah. good for comedy though. You know, I mean, cause you want, but it is something that's true. Like, and, cause yeah, yeah like conversational and it also was like dumb, n- not dumbing it down. So it's, it's weird. It's like Louis C.K. was an interesting, you know, example because he obviously is really smart, but I don't think he went to college. I think he, he's not very educated. Like he, he got it. He just went to high school, but he's re- he's really smart. Has a very unique yeah. take. Yeah, but- some guys don't. Woody Allen never went to college. Actually, yeah. they're, bo- they're I mean, both perverts. Those two, huh? Seems overrated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, it is. It, it is a like you, it's a defining line in some ways, but in some ways, like you know, you know. I also think Louis C.K. would probably he's one of those guys, that, and I think a lot of comedians are like this. Like a lot of comedians are 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 very smart, the good ones anyway, but they think of themselves as not smart. Do you know right. what I mean? Um, oh, I feel like comics always think they're smart, right? I think like, but I feel like they'll be the first, a lot of them to kind of like be self-deprecating about like, cause a lot yeah. of comedians would be like, you know, I don't know anything about anything. Like, I'm, right. you know, like I'm the first to say, I don't know anything about. Well, yeah. And also that's a way to like diffuse, like Bill Burr will say something like edgy and then it goes, yeah, well, I'm just, a, what do I know? I'm just a comic. What do right. I know? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan does it all the time too, but he gets a little more trouble. I also think it's a part of the relatability. It's almost like a way of getting like, it's, it's easier to be likable as a comedian. If you're kind of like, cause it's relating, you're, you're not having, you're not presenting yourself in like a, um, and then there's comics that are, that go out of their way. I think to, to illustrate that they're very intelligent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you have to be smart and intelligent to, um, to kind of break down concepts into layman's language. Right. I think you have to be. I think it's yeah. another level of intelligence. Unless you're, unless you're, unless you're that. Dennis Miller. The yeah. talent. Unless it is. It is. A ta- I think that's a big talent in comedy. Is Dennis is Miller. taking a really a concept that's maybe like high concept that no one's in a unique way and conveying it in a very simple way. Like th- that's something a lot of people because a lot of people watch the news and that's why they're alienated by the news. Is is a lot of people like Steve Schmidt using words that you're like I don't right. know what that means. I don't know what this guy's saying. He's smart. I don't. I'm not smart. Like well, I, I feel not smart watching the news. Like I know I'm smart, right. but a lot of times I'm I'll I'll be the first to be like I'm not I don't know things yeah. I'm not I'll totally well, it, admit it gets that I'm not. It, it gets into the weeds, but you know you know what sometimes if I'm like behind on news or I just want an overview I will watch the nightly news the six thirty that comes on the six thirty newscast that comes out on the networks and I know it's like oh it's a dinosaur who the hell needs that anymore but they give such a 
concise. They, they break it down. Yeah. They break it down. So you're, yeah. So you kind of have, you know, you know what's going on and it's right. not too in the weeds. That's why you, yeah. you, you get all your news from the onion, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it also though, as a comic, like that was one thing about Dennis Miller. Like sometimes you would laugh and you wouldn't even know what the hell he was talking about. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. you're like Estes Kefalfer in the Boer War, you know, and you were like, I, I better laugh because I have no idea what yeah, the this fuck is, that was is. the craziest thing that ever happened since <laughs> the Balkans. Right? Like, yeah. There was a lot of that. I remember watching him as a kid on SNL and I, and I zone out. I'd be like, I don't know. I, I, it was like he was talking another language. And then yeah. I rewatched some reruns recently of him doing yeah. us uh, Weekend update, and he's he's just not funny. It's just not oh, funny. Really? And then Norm Macdonald was the complete polar opposite of like the most basic, simple jokes that were so like almost like yeah. repeated, but yeah. like basically like repeating the punchline over and over, and it's just so hilarious. Yeah, and um, they, were, they would kind of break formula. Uh, some of them were just delivered like bluntly, like you expect the joke, but then it's just the truth, you know. Uh, Exactly, like basically saying the exact thing. Like, me, no... you can only do so. You can only do so many of those. Yeah, he had this one joke that I discovered. I understood years later. He was like, "This guy is so boring. He's like, more, I don't know what the guy's name was, like Maury from the old Van Dyke show, you know." And I'm like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And then years later, I watched somehow I watched the Dick Van Dyke show, that old show, and I'm like, "Oh, that's who he was talking about." I got the joke like 15 years later. Yeah, well, he always, Dennis Miller always used to end, you know, say during his set, like, you'll get this 15 minutes, 15 years later. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, something, which is good. The best kind of comedy. But yeah, he was a guy I never, I never got. I mean, Dennis Miller was just, was not for me because I, you know, especially young, I was like, I, this is not for me. I, I don't know what him. this is. I love Dennis Miller. Do yeah. you? That he's, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was so fucking cool. And like I like his specials, I, I really liked. I like how he just stood still and was able to do it, like mm -hmm. do a lot with just facial expressions and head movements, and just without like moving his feet. Like he, I don't think he ever walked around at all. Like, no, it was all his like, jokes. Yeah, that black and white thought, special is like yeah, one of the I best. Thought that was, I thought he was cool. He was cool. I thought, but he had some uh, joke yeah. once that I always liked. It was a very simple joke where, like, on a train or something like that. Uh, they anyone can pull the emergency stop lever or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to do, I'd hate to derail just because Gus thought he saw a woodchuck, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I remember that one. Yeah. I always thought that was a funny joke, but that was a simple joke, you know? Well, Tom, like, not everyone can be like your, your hero, like Gallagher, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He really broke he, it down. You know? He did. He into simplistic terms that I could he's, understand. He was racist. Watch I was like, I don't understand fruit and the <laughs> dynamics. What about Gallagher? I, I didn't like Gallagher. I like Gallagher too, they, though. How they work under Actually, pressure. I wonder if Gallagher, if anybody ever came up on stage with a hammer and smashed his fruit before he died. Like, <laughs> that would be like the equivalent of a slap. Right? <laughs> uh, that's a funny like, sketch. Hey, thanks for, for ruining here. the punchline. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So, anything else that you want to uh, yeah, talk up, about, Eric? Those, those are what I'll recap. Okay, let's very, recap. Very sad about Bristol. It's a very sad thing. Young guy. Yeah. And I don't know. Is it is it uh, is it weird that he you know got dragged around doing twenty two movies? It, it's a it's a little weird. It's a little suspect. Right? Who do you, but who do you think is behind that? Demi like, Moore. Just, 
I would not. <laughs> no, I don't know, and I would not, you know, go out on the line. I mean, who's the common denominator in all these things happening? Demi Moore, G.I. Jane, Bruce <laughs> yeah. Willis. I know. Isn't it scary? There's something up but here. Like it's, but, it's, but the thing is, like, it's not like his family didn't know. It's not like Demi didn't know and his wife didn't know. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I feel bad about it too. I mean, I love Bruce Willis. I you know, Pulp Fiction and fucking. It couldn't be money though, right? Because these guys. Well, I mean, it's so funny when you hear these celebrities and they're like, "Well, they had to, they needed to make money." And I'm like, "Really? Like, like they always like lose their money? I don't know where the money's always going." Yeah, maybe just someone's pushing them out. Like he thinks he's going to the hospital, and they're just pushing him on a movie set. The more you're spending, yeah. But I don't know. Someone was someone was making money. I think it's it's kind of. Well, yeah. be, I, I don't know. Maybe, if I, maybe you like being busy. I don't fucking. No, but you'd be surprised because I watched this thing. I don't know if I brought this up before, but you know, like I Giancarlo Esposito, you know him. Yeah. Gus. Now he, he probably makes good money, not like monster money, but good money. And I saw him in an interview when COVID happened a few months later, and they go, "What did you do when COVID first happened?" He goes, "I called my accountant and I said, how much money do I have to survive and to." pay for me and my family he's a lot of kids and stuff and the account said you have three months and then you're going to be broke jesus uh, yeah so he's like you know and luckily things started picking up but he's like is it because they have so many thing? kids it's also like he said money comes in and out when you have a you're yeah. rich you buy bigger things and you spend more money you have this appetite you know right or, or your kids are forcing you i i don't i nodded along but i didn't know who you're talking about who, who is it who was that Oh, Giancarlo Esposito, the one who plays Gus on uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, Gus. Oh, okay. And he's in a, like a lot of stuff. He's in like a million movies, not probably like a twenty million dollar. Well, I mean, if I was on a hit TV show for eight years, I feel like I'd be good for more than three months. Yeah, but you have, you have to understand that he probably didn't make even a lot for Breaking Bad, because, right? You know, they didn't pay a lot. You know, I think that's a thing, and that's another thing that's changed about the industry is like. Um, People like actors that would be famous or, you know, you, you know, would be recognizable aren't really they're not making money that you would think that they're making, yeah. which is got to be kind of terrifying because right. um, you're yeah. famous with no money. It's like it's also funny. You can be on like I guess it's just because there's so much out there. It's like you can be on a TV show for like nine years and have no and I have no idea who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's kind of odd to me that. But yeah, you got you gotta save your money. Like when you're hot, when things are popping, you gotta fucking save. That's it. why, because they always say they're like, "Well, I mean, I, I was making all this money. I thought it would never stop." And I'm like, like Will Smith said that because he went broke before he had the TV show. And I'm like, really? You you thought the rap career was never gonna end? <laughs> I mean, wh- I mean, you're dancing around. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you're a smart guy. Like that's not gonna continue for the. No, rest but of everyone does life. it when you're young, right? And you, if you are young and you make a million dollars a year, you're like, if I'm 20 and I'm making a million dollars a year at 20, well, when I'm 30, I must be making 20 million dollars a year. Just you like doing the math yeah, that's in your head. True. Right. So yeah. and then and then you're put out to pasture at 40, and it's like, <laughs> uh, like, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> Yeah, I guess that that's it. I because with the Bruce Willis thing, it's kind of like I feel like I've heard that said, like, oh, well, he needed money, but I'm like, I don't know, did he really need money? But then again, I think it's true. It's like when you're old and like maybe you know losing a little bit, like, wouldn't it be more enjoyable to just be starring in movies than just be sitting at home playing chess? Like, I think yeah. for me, it'd be like, oh, cool, yeah. What, what, what do you want to do today, Grandpa? Yeah, where are we driving like, to today? You want to star <laughs> in this uh, shitty action movie? Sure. Where's give me a gun? That's definitely a um, an optimistic view. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. 
Well, I'm, uh, you know me, I'm, I'm ever the optimist. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you end this on a really sad, somber note. Yeah. Hey, do you have yeah. anything? Do you have, do you have anything to plug? Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to be on all of the shows that uh, Eric Bronstein is uh, <laughs> uh, for the next uh, two months before I uh, move. Yeah. There you go. You're moving to LA, right? Yeah. Or follow me on Twitter. Once in a while, I tweet. I was enjoying tweeting during when, when something like fires me up, like this Will Smith uh, smack. Like that's when I'm. Did were you tweeting a lot that night? Yeah, yeah. yeah I tweeted a shitload that night. What was it? Can you remember when? Can you remember when? He's your, a good tweeter. Big, great tweeter. Remember one of your big ones? Yeah, you I, seem like tweeting is made for you, tailor made for you. Right. Um, no, I, I I I said one of them earlier. The. Uh, Will and Jada have an open fist relationship. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that was, uh, sorry, that was in, I had that in the tank. Um, I had a feeling. Yeah. Um, what, so you're moving to LA. So are you excited about moving to LA or what? Um, am I excited? Uh, I mean, I, I liked LA. I, I'm a little less excited. Um, <laughs> the first time I moved to LA, but you know, it's all right. Yeah, I, I, think that's an, I think that's their slogan now. Yeah. LA, you're a little less excited. <laughs> Come to LA, even though you're a little less excited. Come on down. There's opportunity. Maybe. Well, I hear it's on it's all it's on fire all the time now. So yeah, um, but you, it's on but you, fire, crimes up. Then again, crimes up in New York too. But you yeah, can still no. get abortions there, so that's that's a that's a plus side. That's why we're going. Yeah, get high, yeah, my get wife, high and get an abortion. My wife isn't happy unless she gets one uh, one a year. So, <laughs> and you can just go buy weed. So that actually is nice, isn't it? Um. All right. So, um, Josh Comer, thanks for coming on. And uh, thanks for having me. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. And uh, rate and review this podcast. Please subscribe. Check out my, uh, the other podcast, Plot Smokers. And um, you have anything to add, Eric? Or is that it? Uh, p- plot Smokers. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> it's so, so much plot. better coming from you. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. What? What? Go ahead. Say, the guy, the guy who runs a uh, pot smoking uh, podcast, is wondering why his memory is failing. <laughs> I know, I know that that can't, that that has to be something. I'm sorry. I ruined your outro. It's all right. Bye. It was already all right. Bye.